With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Maybe I'm crazy, but it's the villains that actually make those Christmas stories so memorable. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. Hope you're having an amazing holiday week. We catch up with the crazy gang, Heller, T, and Donnie. Uh, Gotta talk about Dabo and this Ohio State situation. It's delicious. The Dumb Dumb Jets finally managed to win a game and probably lost Trevor Lawrence, which is amazing. The NBA season is back, so I give some of my predictions. It starts tonight. Can't wait. And uh, we have a culture report with T. Coming to America too. The trailer is out. We discuss. And I have a very good theory on it as well. But first, let's get started with the top five Christmas villains. What's up, Heller? Happy holidays. We wish Ian's a Merry Christmas. We wish Ian's a Merry Christmas. We wish Ian's a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and Happy Holidays and all the other stuff. Also, inclusiveness. Hooray. <laughs> uh, all of that. Uh, your house looks very <laughs> festive. Um, yeah, we're ready. Nice, there's nice no, Christmas, nowhere to go, so. Christmas sweater, there's Might nowhere well. to go. Uh, sorry to anyone who's listening to our podcast that doesn't live in LA. Um, we just, that's how that's how us Angelins, uh, Angelinos uh, greet each other now. We say, hey, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is what we do. Uh, like, honestly, when someone asks me who that lives here also, like, like hey, like, what, what have you been up to? Uh, I, I don't sound like, I mean, um, it's just, you know what I've been up to. The same thing you've been up to, which is nothing. I, I go to work and I go home. So we do. Mm-hmm. So we do. Uh, but yep. we're healthy, and that's the most important thing. That is. That is. This would be a great time to be in a city, though, that had a more trees and b more parks. But I'm not complaining. The weather's still nice through the window. <laughs> there is no BNT we're talking about. We don't know what outside is. I, I don't. I literally don't know what outside is anymore. I guess that's kind of it's kind of on us because the parks are open, so we we could technically like go hiking. I just don't have time, so which is a blessing. Yeah, and it's it's hiking. There's too there's still too many people there to be honest yeah, there are a lot in of, LA. Well, there's just a lot of humans in LA, which is uh, there's too many. Yep. <sighs> well, as far as I can see, there's humans. There's humans. Um, all right. Well, let's get started. Um, before we get to yeah. what it or quit it and talk about Davos Swinney, who is just making everyone upset uh and the stupid dumb dumb jets yeah i'm kind of wearing jets colors also i can talk all the trash i want about the jets because i was a jets fan for one whole year (laughs) one whole year one whole year uh and we went to the afc championship game so it was was a great year was that was that a mark sanchez year it was a sanchez year sanchez that's my guy it was a sanchez year um all right but before we get started with what it recorded, yep. we always do a list for the holidays. Um, Brandon and I, once upon a time, did our best side dishes for Thanksgiving. My list was better, of course. Classic. Um, Classic. We've done our, our favorite desserts. We did our favorite Food songs. Themes. I think we did our favorite Christmas movies. But I figured in the spirit of 2020 being such an awful year, we should do yep, the top five Christmas villains. 
Mm. Now, we also know I happen to love villains. I think they're the most important part of the story. If you want a strong story, you've got to have a yep. strong protagonist and a strong antagonist to yep. create a good storyline. Sometimes We're antagonizing the antagonists today. are theoretical. We're not going to get too crazy on everybody because I've used a lot of big words in a very short amount of time. So let's get to <laughs> the top five Christmas villains. I'm going to count down five to one in traditional countdown fashion. Number five, Ricky Smiley from Friday After Next. A classic character who, if you are listening to this podcast or watching us by the fire here, you have to see Friday. You don't have to. You don't have to have seen Friday or next Friday. Friday After Next. Pop it on during the holidays. Guaranteed for laugh. Do you like Cat Williams? Do you like Terry Crews? Do you like Mike Epps? Do you like Ice Cube? Do you like Pinky? You have to have seen the first two. Or first next Friday, I don't know who Pinky is, but Pinky's in it too. It is wonderful. It is. You're right. You're totally right. It's a standalone film. You don't need to see yep. the the prequels to understand what's going on. It's no. uh, it's a great movie. I actually might watch it tonight after NBA is over. Uh, NBA season's back. Oof. We didn't really have a lot of time to miss it, but it is back and I'm excited. <laughs> and uh, I might I watch this after after like a long sports weekend. I like to like de sports size with like I like I watched Love Actually last night and cried like a loser. I think <sighs> everyone cries at Love Actually. I know, but it's like they? it's not a good movie to watch alone. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. It's kind of like mm, that's not for me. All this, <laughs> all this stuff that's happening in this TV is not for me, especially in quarantine. Um, but Ricky, but, but Friday after next yeah. would be a good watch. Um, I also watched, uh, Santa Claus two, which is underrated. Uh, all right. Number four, another movie I watched yep. this weekend, um, as I'm binging Christmas movies is one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time, considered by many to be the greatest Christmas movie of all time. I would disagree, but it is up there. And that is a Christmas story. And Scott Farkas is number four on the Christmas movie villain list. Scott Farkas, the hell of a name. If, you, if you remember, is the yellow-eyed, weird bully kid that eventually gets his ass beat in true bully fashion uh, by Ralphie, but Scott Farkas is a good, solid villain. Um, so I clearly didn't prep for this. I just looked up who Scott Farkas is. This feels an, like an anti-ginger take. As a half-ginger, let me just say that this, this take feels like it's a direct attack on my freckles. But <laughs> he does have the Davy Crockett hat, so he's looking pretty sketch. He is sketch, and uh, he's bad. Like, you can tell he's just a bad kid who needs his ass beat. And Ralphie, Ralphie beats his ass, and his mom vouches for him like a good mom should. When, uh, when you beat up the bully, Absolutely. you don't tell your father, uh, you don't tell the disciplinarian in the house, uh, because <laughs> you know what, yep. like, if you get, if you get your ass beat you, as a child, you, you act different as an adult. I firmly believe that. I stand by that take. Like, if you, if you know at any point, it is a possibility that you have hands put on you, you behave differently around other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just knowing, knowing that, knowing that there's a, your, your parents are like other human beings, that they have a switch that if flipped, you don't want to yeah, see I mean, not what even change like, light is. Just, it's very, it's important, I think. you in the neighborhood and you said the wrong thing to the wrong person, and then you find out, oh, like, I can't just behave however I want to around anybody that I want to behave like that around. It changes nope. you. Um, so Scott Farkas is number four. Number three, a classic, classic villain. An anti-hero, if you might. But uh, we'll put him yep. on the villain list because he is he's very mean. And in a time like this, would be definitely considered to be one of the worst villains of all time. Yep. That is Scrooge. Scrooge yep. 
was an awful, greedy man, and he had his heart changed in the very end. But for most of the story, he was awful, and he is number three. And he's 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 like an he's like an OG villain. He's right. like, it's like a book. I mean, he's su- he's such a villain that he needed ghosts to push him in the right direction. Yeah. Yes. He needed spirits from the beyond to get him right. Right. Also. Real quick before we move on from Scrooge, his first name is Ebenezer, right? Yes, I believe it's Ebenezer, Eb- Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge. Doesn't Ebenezer sound like a dope hipster name? Uh, it's definitely there are definitely hipsters walking this earth with the name Ebenezer. Yes, and and, <laughs> and really, if you name your child Ebenezer, do you have are you giving them a choice in life to be anything but a hipster? Uh, you either got to be a hipster or Scrooge if your name is yeah. Ebenezer for That's sure. You got two options <laughs> in life. Uh, all right, number two on the all-time villain list is. Everyone's uh, in everyone's top five for Christmas movies, which is Home Alone. Has to be the Wet Bandits number two. Pure comedy, pure physical comedy. What they endured for our laughs, thank you. And you know what? They kind of gave you this idea as a kid, which was a terrible idea, that you would be able to outwit two adults who are trying to murder you with like a TV and some string that, and stuff. Yep. Uh, totally. And, and like, where did they find a tarantula? Why do you have a tarantula? Just like you, people just let their kids have tarantulas. Like that's a thing. Cool. Yeah, kids named Ebenezer have tarantulas. We, there was no Ebenezer in Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> but they were rich, I guess. Um, yeah. So yeah. The, the Wet Bandits is definitely, uh, definitely like when you close your eyes and think of Christmas villains, Wet Bandits immediately. There they are. I was gonna pull. I was gonna pull a move and slide Trump from Home Alone 2 <laughs> in uh, in the villain list. But he doesn't come to mind immediately. He, he's, definitely in the to- he's definitely in the top 20. What? For sure. What a callback. He'd honestly be stoked that you remembered he was in the movie. So let's be honest. Uh, I might be giving out fake news right now, but that's a thing in 2020, uh, actually for the past four years. I, I believe I read somewhere he paid, he like forced his way into that movie or paid his way into the movie. I don't know. Listen, I don't need proof to believe that. Yeah, Continue. I mean, of course not. But um, but listen, we're we're like a, a little less. So than a month. We're a little less than a month away from never having to say his name again. I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. We're fine. I'm fine. It's fine. We're fine. I'm fine. Geraldo said it's over. So there's one more. We're good. Off Thanks, Geraldo. All right, number one on the top five Christmas villains list is none other than everyone's favorite green guy. The Grinch. Who Absolutely. Shouts to Jim Carrey. Again, probably another anti-hero because he does flip in the end. But, you know, with all good with all good villains, they have redeemable qualities. That's kind of what makes them good villains. If you're just yep. pure evil, no one can really relate to you, you know? So, right. so you got to have something about you that's like, you know what? I sort of understand why they're like that. And the Grinch was bullied because he was different and he was green and he was hideous. And he just became a, a grumpy, miserable person because other people picked on him. So it made sense. That honestly, ooh, I got a ring at the doorbell. That I think that's the Grinch, uh, and he's here. Uh, so I'll get that in a second. But what I was gonna say was that sounds like the story of the Joker. Stop ringing. Um. Well, that sounds like it's a package. So you should probably go get it. Would you like to go get it? Yeah, let me go get it. Yeah. <laughs> a few minutes later, <sighs> it was the Grinch. He brought me a lump of coal. That's what Santa does. Or no, that's what Santa doesn't do Santa, that. Santa brings you cold. I don't know. If you're on the naughty list. You're right. The Grinch is similar to the Joker, except for the Grinch doesn't then go murder everyone. Right, but you said the uh, you said earlier that every villain has like a redeemable quality. Right, yeah. And the Joker 
the Joker's redeemable quality is obviously dope makeup and dancing. So that's pretty cool. I think that the Joker's redeemable quality is that he's an outcast who gets picked on and people can relate to that. Uh, but yes, awesome dancer and interesting makeup. The Grinch uh, is number one on the top five uh, Christmas villains. Amazing movie, unbelievable performance by Jim Carrey. Also an OG character, because remember there's the original How the Grinch yep. Stole Christmas, also a book. There's been several Grinch uh, movies since then. None as good as Jim Carrey's performance, but uh, that movie's like kind of old now too. It's crazy. Yep. It's wild. And the, and the Grinches are really unique. I never really, I, I guess I didn't put, I mean, it's a, it's a book. Yeah. And it's also a movie. And it's also Christmas. That's not true of very many things, I don't think. Um, yeah, some. But, uh, <laughs> yes, he is the best. He's the best villain. Most, I don't want to say most relatable. Yeah, probably most relatable. Most relatable. It's understandable how people could get tired of, like, the Christmas frantic spending money. And it has a good message. It has a good message. The Grinch story. Donnie, if you don't turn joy green right now in this video, I don't know what we're doing. Hey, here we are. What's, we're back. Um, all right. Speaking of villains, Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney, who sort of looks like a who from Whoville also, uh, was it all in his Grinch bag when he tried to steal the playoff from Ohio State. Dabo ranked Clemson's current college playoff opponent 11th in his ballot and gave that game the juice it so desperately needed. Joy, Dabo's heel turn saved this year's college football playoff. Win it or quit it. Oh, win it. Win it. Dabo knows what he's doing. Okay, listen, this is the thing. Dabo, he thinks he's slick, but I'm on to him. As we just went over, I like villains. Yeah. I think that they make things, everything interesting. And... There's a couple things going on here. One, he's not entirely wrong, right? It's not Ohio State's fault they only played six games, but they have only played six games. Okay? Right. Right. Two, Clemson beat Ohio State last year. So he ain't tripping. They already won. Yep. They beat this team already. <laughs> so, yep. So that's two. Three, the way that Texas A&M has performed, he knows, like, the, the, those fans are going to love that. They're going to eat that up. It's going to cause all this controversy. Ohio State fans are crazy. They're going to be mad at him. So it's selling the fight completely, to your point. Like, this was kind of an uninteresting game. We've already seen this. What, why yep. do I care about this? I don't care. And Alabama is going to roll Notre Dame. No offense, Notre Dame. But it's going to be roll tide all up, all over the place. Okay? It's just all my money is going on Bama. Clemson, Ohio State, I still think Clemson is going to win big. But it just really wasn't like that interesting, especially coming off a performance that Justin Fields had against Northwestern and, and the rest of the team had he against Northwestern. Now, I know his hand was not great, whatever, but like... He needs like, to redeem himself. W without that running game, they were not they, they, they probably would have lost. Right. Like without an all-time record-setting right. performance, they would have lost. So I... To Northwestern. To so Northwestern. North He's become... Davo has... The, the villain of college sports. And he's cool with that. Also, Dabo's not tripping because not. Trevor Lawrence was out with COVID this year and we saw DJ Weungalele out there and he's clearly gonna step right in and pick yep. up where Trevor Lawrence left off, at least in college anyway. Um, so he's he's not worried. Most most 
programs have are going to have a little bit of a step back when someone like Trevor Lawrence leaves. Let me look at LSU. Clemson doesn't have that. So Dabo can be right. out here stunting and flexing all he wants. He knows he's good. He's Gucci. He ain't tripping. So he's going full McGregor, is... and he's going all in on being on being the villain. It's great for recruiting because any kid that likes to stunt is going to love that. Dabo sticks up for his for players. Sure. They're great. And you know what? He's doing a little bragging. Like and 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 the and the best part of, of a good bragger is there's a there's there's some truth to what they're saying. Like you can make the right. argument that Ohio State shouldn't be there. Now the eye test says that they should, but you can make the argument legitimately that they shouldn't be there. And so that that just adds to the juice because if he was just out here saying egregious things, it would be like, all right, like I mean, have a little respect. Yeah. But in this situation, right. you know, he's he's not entirely wrong. So uh I'm I'm all for it. He's completely sold the fight. It's. Uh, I can't wait to see how Ohio State comes out now. I still think they're gonna they're gonna lose uh, by more than a, a touchdown. But either way, it's it's. It, I, I cannot wait for I cannot wait for this game now. I, I need Alabama to do something. Do something rude so I can get in on Notre Dame yep. and Alabama. Well, this this move does feel obviously it's a little more. Um, there's more verbiage than we usually get from Nick Saban, but this does feel Saban esque. This does feel a little bit like we're better than you. And you're gonna hate me for it, but here's the harsh truth. And he and he gave it to him. And you're right. This is it's a little Saban-esque. It's a little McGregor selling the fight. But it's like if Mayweather sold the fight as hard as McGregor did, because the person who's gonna win is selling it. But yeah, I mean, thank you, thank you for giving us something to talk about other than what's probably gonna be two beat downs and then the same game we watch every year. Every- Every year. Thank you for giving us some juice, Dabo. It was so hard to not dab every time you said Dabo. I don't know why. I don't dab, but Thank it's just you. like... Thank you for not doing that. <laughs> okay. So no dabs. Uh, all right, Joy. I've heard from many coworkers who happen to be former NFL players that it's hard to win in the NFL. The Jets look like they might go defeated, but thankfully they pulled a win together to save Frank Gore's pride and Sam Darnold's future. Joy, losing is never to be done on purpose. Win it or quit it. Uh, win it if you're players and coaches. Quit it if you're organizations and fan bases. And man, Jets, the Jets just, they're just so 2020. Like, I i feel for Jets fans because this is, this is the worst win in the history of... What? It, it's... You- I you mean, play to win the game, Joy. You play to win the game, which is, and I'm, I'm, I understand it. My brother was a part of an of a of an almost 0 16 season with the Dolphins. Cleo Lemon to Greg Camarillo saved the day against uh, the Brian Billick coached uh, Baltimore Ravens. It was wonderful. I cried. It was right. amazing. Um, so I, I, I get it from the players' perspective and a coach's perspective. 100, percent you play to win the game. But from fans' perspective, you've got to be furious. You went through this shit season. Dealt with Adam Gase all year. It's been a disaster. All anyone can talk about is how you're just going to lose out and get Trevor Lawrence. And that's the only good part of this awful predicament that you're in. And now you lost all these dumb games and you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence, who is who looks like a generational talent. Like he's good enough to go there and make a difference right away, just like Joe Burrow did. I don't think Justin Fields is. And, and, it's, it's a bad situation now because you're counting on Jacksonville accidentally winning a game, which I don't think they're going to do. So it, it, it's not a good situation. Like, as far as an organization and fan base moving forward, it's it's the worst thing that could have happened. It's like, congrats to the players. I feel you. 
and the coaches. And especially you beat a really good team in the Rams. It's not even like it was a fluke. Like you really beat them. The Rams right. were terrible and you beat them. So you deserve the credit for that win. But now your consolation prize is Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. And that's a big step down. The only way that this changes and doesn't look as bad and bleak as it does now is if Justin Fields goes out and balls out in this playoff game. Because right. it, the way he's looking after that Northwestern game is a lot, a lot of questions. He didn't do himself any favors. And again, I understand he was hurt, but it's just, this is what we see. This, that's going to be our, if that's our lasting memory is that game against Northwestern and then he doesn't play well against Clemson and they get rolled, it's, it's going to be an awful situation for the Jets. I mean, people are already talking about possibly keeping Sam Darnold, which is just beyond a question that he was, that he was gone before this happened. So, I mean, they have a million, they have an obscene amount of cap space and a million picks. So yep. theoretically, they could yep. build up the team, see if Sam Darnold is the guy. If he's not the guy, get another high draft pick next year. That's not sexy yep. to any fan base. I can tell you that right now. I would not want to watch that, especially after the way that this has gone this year. I mean, Sam Darnold's okay. regress, probably not all his fault, but fault doesn't really, no one cares about that. Care about results. So, not a good situation for the Jets, but it's the Jets. It's the goddamn Jets. It is the goddamn Jets. I don't fully agree, though. The one thing I do agree on, I, see, I like Sam Darnold. I think that Gase is the problem, not him. And so, I'm fine with I'm fine with him keeping that job. And this doesn't, it's not, a, you know, you lose, it, let's say you were going to keep him, you lose the bargaining chip of Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick, which is terrible. So... That's why Justin Fields really needs to play well in 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 the playoff because now you have the second pick and you can leverage Justin Fields still if he plays well if he proves he's the Justin Fields that that was you know the to second do, quarterback overall at, at the beginning of the year and then you leverage that and you either take you either so you, you if they don't need a quarterback they just need the two quarterbacks to play good so if Justin Fields play good it's fine we're fine. No, it's if Justin okay. Fields plays well, they're going to take Justin Fields and move off of Sam Darnold, which they should do. Oh, my God. It's New no. York. It's, New York. They're, 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 the, the, it's a completely different space. This is not Wisconsin. This is not uh, Idaho. This is New York City. And no diss to Wisconsin or Idaho. But, like, this is New York City. You don't have New York media. You don't have New York fans. And that does matter. You have to do something dramatic. Sticking with Sam Darnold is not going to fly. No matter. Um, you, you can stick with Sam Darnold if you bring in Urban Meyer. That'll work. But other than that, okay. we're, we're, I, I would prefer that. That's not going to happen. Justin Fields at two, if I'm being honest. It depends on how Justin Fields plays in this championship game. That's what it hinges on. I, need, I, think, they, he, I think Sam Darnold can still play. play. I think Sam Darnold can still play, and I think he will move somewhere else and play well. But like, I would love to see Sam Darnold in Pittsburgh. Or on the Niners, both. So both of us want Sam Darnold, but he's not good enough for the Jets. What is no, that? No, I think that sometimes that situations play themselves out. Sometimes situations become too toxic. Sometimes people turn on you and you can't succeed in that environment anymore, even if leadership changes and players around you change. Like the fan base is not gonna be happy with that. The media there is not gonna be happy with that. And that stuff matters. Like it's, Sam has not had a good year on top of that. Whether it's Gase's fault or not, he hasn't. He needs to right. move on. And if their consolation prize is Justin Fields and he doesn't play well in this championship game, that's gonna be rough for Rough for the Jets. Like, it just, that's just the facts. I, I agree with you, I guess. This has been a tough segment overall or a tough show so far on, uh, 
on gingers though, huh? We went after Scud Farkas and now Sam Darnold can't can't buy can't buy a win. Dude, the sun sister. hates us. It's tough. My, my sister you, has it's red tough. hair. Yeah, so I'm, that's why I'm not offended by you going after gingers like this, but because I know you're cool with them. But like, <laughs> so did my grandmother, two of my aunts, one of my uncles, one of my cousins. We have yep. a lot of red hair in our family. Yep, you've lived it. I have lived it. What's up, Donnie? Very festive. Yes, yes. Merry Christmas, Merry Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> Kwanzaa, and all that jazz. Yes, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas. I like the fireplace. Um, that's the move. You know, it's yeah, just man. the sight of the fireplace. That's how yeah. Know. It's weird because it's a fireplace, a fake fireplace above a real fireplace. <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, I didn't know. even notice that. Yeah, it works. It works, though. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, what's going on, Heike Loki? The NBA season is back. Hi, King. Yay! It feels just like yesterday. LeBron and AD became champs of the NBA bubble. And that's because it's only been seven weeks. Seven weeks is basically yesterday. And a new season is here already. Loki, with the shortened offseason and LeBron's heightened age, is this the year that we see the, the decline of LeBron and the ascension of a new champ in the West? No. Loki, it is not. Um, it does It does feel like we didn't have enough time to miss the NBA. Um, yeah. Because football has been amazing this year. There's been so many good yes. stories. But I'm just glad the NBA is back. And I'm glad that it's coming back at Christmas, which it should always be starting at Christmas. Instead of starting the NBA season right in the middle of the NFL season. And then for the first half of the NBA season, only NBA nuts are really following it. Other than LeBron yeah. and some other big story. So it's awesome that the start of the season is going to be now. Um, I hope they keep that moving forward. But obviously LeBron would like some more time off, um, as would everyone who was in the bubble for a long time. But it's really just LeBron and the Heat that can complain. Everyone else had a mm -hmm. couple extra weeks. And uh, you got sent home early. So <laughs> it's not really that yeah. big of a deal. But right. for LeBron, I do think they're going to be very calculated with how they play him, how often he's playing. Um, mm -hmm. It's also why I don't think that there's really a good chance that either LeBron or AD win the MVP this season because they're going to be managing their time a lot. Uh, now, I know that, you know, load management is kind of dead now, thanks to Kawhi and the Clippers, but they're going to be they're going to be strategic about it. And I think they're going to I mean, they're the overwhelming favorites to repeat as champions. I don't see them falling yeah. to any of the, the young teams. I think LeBron is more rested, ironically, than ever. He still did have several months off in the middle of the last season. As strenuous as the bubble was, it wasn't a lot of travel. Mm -hmm. So you have to take that into consideration. And, uh, and I think they're going to be right back there in the NBA Finals. And quite frankly, no other team has really shown that they deserve to be consistently in that conversation. The Clippers did not get better. Um, I think the Nuggets and the Jazz are, are fun teams, but I still don't think they have enough to take down the Lakers, who I think got considerably better this offseason. So uh, there's a lot of teams in the West to talk about. I think the Mavs are really yeah. good. Um, but at the end of the day, I just don't think they have enough for LeBron and AD. Like, they're the champs, and until, until they show that they are on decline, I'm, I'm going to stick with them. Yeah, I hear you. I The fan in me wants the championship to stay in L.A., but I, I want to see it go to the Clippers this time um, just because I'm excited to see this rivalry be justified, I think, in the grand scheme. It's so one-sided right now that if you add a championship to the Clippers, I think that starts to balance things out a little bit and that gives that rivalry a little bit more of substance.
So I think they missed their window. I, I would like to see that yeah. too, but I think they missed their window. And I don't like being made to look like a liar, and they made me look like a liar. So. <laughs> That's real. All right. Heike, this offseason saw the Bucks lock down Giannis, the Nets return two superstars, and the reigning Eastern Conference champs, they pretty much stayed as is. Loki, could the lack of splashy moves for the Heat, could that spell doom for the hopes of returning to the NBA Finals? I think it does, and I think that we are underestimating, uh, unlike LeBron in AD, uh, Jimmy Butler had to pour his entire heart and soul and yes. um, had to call on the ancestors to get through that <laughs> NBA Finals. I mean, we all saw that picture of him laying over the edge of the you know, yeah. the border of the, the, the court just completely drains. Now, obviously, yep. you know, they, they, they didn't have Goron and there's a lot of young guys on the team who are going to come back better. I do think they're still going to be really good, but to see Jimmy Butler do that again, um, mm-hmm. Goron getting hurt was really discouraging for me, like to get, uh, like see him through an entire season completely healthy um, do I think they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals again? Yes, I do think they'll be there, but I okay. don't think they'll have enough to beat the Brooklyn Nets um, and KD, who I think is going to come out of the East this year. I know everyone is very cautious about KD in his 30s, so old, coming off of <laughs> oh, this. Oh, man, RP. <laughs> I mean, coming off of this Achilles injury, which look, Achilles injuries are, are no joke, but I think he's going to be fine. And by fine, I think he's going to show, remind everyone that he's the second best player in the NBA right now. And at one point, a few years ago, he was the best player in the NBA. So I think that's a little too much for the Heat to overcome without a legitimate second star. Now, listen, Bam is, was incredible as well, and he's going to only continue to get better. But yeah. it's going to be a lot on Jimmy Butler, and he's not had a lot of rest. So while LeBron and AD are really, you know, whining and crying, Jimmy Butler is the one who I think will be affected the most by it. Love Jimmy, um, and I hope I'm wrong, but it just seemed like he had to pour everything into those finals to get the heat through that. So I'd like to see him have some more time off. And I also think uh, where James Harden goes is kind of a wild card in things. Like, that, I, that could end up shifting the conversation a little bit, depending on his destination yeah i mean the report today was that james harden and the heat are not moving forward with yeah you know conversations i know pat riley loves a star i don't think james harden miami i don't know i just james harden is just such a uh i don't know what he's doing like i know he's trying <laughs> to get out of houston but like at trying what to cost yeah. to your reputation you know, yeah. like there's, yeah. I, I don't even want to talk, like get into some of the internet rumors today about him being at another party. And it's just like, oh, yeah. and, and Miami is open. Uh, Miami and Atlanta are open. Yeah. And that's yeah. like, so you're just avoiding that temptation all the time. There's no temptation in LA. Nothing is open. <laughs> there's nowhere sure. to go but home and the grocery store. So mm-hmm. like, you're not going to get into that kind of trouble. I, I don't know. Yeah. It just, I, I don't know how that goes, but you're right. I mean, if, if Harden does go to Miami, I think Miami wins the East, regardless yeah. of all those issues. Cause I don't think Pat Riley's going to play that, but I also don't think he's going to end up there. Yeah. We'll see. All right. High key. Giannis is looking to be the fourth player to win MVP in back to back to back seasons. Low key. I don't think anybody outside of Milwaukee actually wants that. No shade. Joy. Who's winning MVP this year? Please don't say Giannis. Yeah, uh, you're right. Nobody outside yeah. of Milwaukee wants that. And also, blech. I'm just <laughs> blech, and I'm just not interested in it. Like I didn't think he should have won the MVP last year. 
Did he have an MVP yeah. season? Yes, but I thought LeBron should have won the MVP last year. It was yeah. uh, it was the it's not even like the right thing to do. He just mattered more to his team than Giannis did. Um, yeah. Also, you know, you get you get knocked in the second round. It's like I'm just I'm not interested in talking about Milwaukee as a, a championship contender anymore. I don't think they deserve yeah. it. Um, I think it's nice that Giannis stayed. That's great for Milwaukee, for Bucks fans, for the East. Um, but I just don't think it matters. Like you guys have done absolutely nothing to prove that you're championship contenders. I'm, I just, I'm not talking about you in that space anymore. Prove it, get to the finals. And then yeah, we'll talk about that. Same with the Celtics. Like you're a great regular season team. You're the Raptors. Wonderful. You, I, I don't care that you have back-to-back MVP. The, the fact that you have the back-to-back MVP should mean you are automatically in the Eastern conference finals, but they're not there. Exactly. Um, So no, I don't think he's going to win the MVP no matter what kind of season he has. Um, And and the NBA MVP, as we know, is a storyline award Um, that doesn't make it any less prestigious. It just, it's not a straight up MVP. Um, And I think that it's going to go to Luca this year. Uh, And I mean, if Luca has anything close to the season that he had last year, which I, I think that he will, it's just Luca's taken the NBA by storm. He's a thrill to watch. He's an mm-hmm. unbelievable scorer. He's he's tough. He doesn't take any sh. Like he's he's the future, and yeah. I think he's going to win the MVP this year, which is pretty remarkable at 21 years old. Yeah, I'm just I'm ready for us to start picking the MVPs at the end of the season. I don't know why we have to decide so early. Like, what's what's the rush? Let's well, see they the pick, season. Well, they the pick whole. it at the end of the regular season, but I just feel like they should wait until. I I agree, they should wait till the end of the playoffs. Yeah. Now you have the finals MVP, but like Andre Iguodala won the finals MVP once, like that, and that's that's no yeah, just that's a whole different story. Iguodala because he deserved it, but like yeah. it's a different award. I I agree exactly. with you. I think that the entirety of the season and the playoffs should be considered. I know it's a regular season award, but I think they should change that because, I right. mean, how you perform in the playoffs really the playoffs are still part of the season. Yeah, the most important part. The most important part. <laughs> so I, I agree with you. I think it should change it. But I, I think Luka wins it this year. All right. High key. With the shortest NBA offseason in history, incoming rookies are going to have to adjust to the pro game a lot quicker than ever. Low key, which youngster this year is going to get it? And by it, I mean the Rookie of the Year award. Well, I think it's going to be LaMelo Ball. He has gotten better each game throughout the preseason. Um, he's an unbelievable passer, just yeah. like his brother, Lonzo. And he's he's just – he's everything that I said he was going to be. He has star quality. He's a great passer. He's, a, he's going to develop into a better shooter. And once he gets around the M- an NBA locker room and NBA environment – in the right situation, he's going to thrive. Like that's, he's already a star. We knew that. Yeah. Is he going to be an NBA star? If he can put up some numbers, he will. And he's already making a buzz in this very limited preseason. I mean, they've had, they had no summer league, like he's already there. So I I Mm -hmm. think he will, if he stays healthy throughout the whole season and puts up, you know, similar numbers to what he's doing in the preseason, I think he will win rookie of the year. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just glad that this is all working out. To LeVar's ultimate plan. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it always makes right. me happy. It's prophetic. <laughs> it is. It is just always makes me happy. All right. High key. The Nets are at full strength for the first time since signing Katie and Kyrie two offseasons ago. And they've dominated the headlines this offseason. Low key, will that headline domination carry over into the regular season? Yes, it definitely will. I am literally obsessed with the storyline. <laughs> 
this year. <laughs> I and I but but I have been talking about the Nets for quite some time now. Let's keep yeah. it real. I've yeah, this saying, is not new. This is not new. I'm not new to this. I've been saying once Kyrie is healthy and once KD is healthy, we have not seen them on the court together. Let's just all calm down about dismissing mm-hmm. the Brooklyn Nets and what they're going to be. Now, there's not going to be any defense. Okay. That's just, just, just not uh, very it defensively. It is. it is what it is. But I think they're going to just, they're always going to provide storylines and headlines. Mm-hmm. Kyrie is already on one. Yeah, man. As we know. Sage. Uh, I mean, Sage was amazing. Uh, yeah, that was dope. I, I know you're a fan of it. You're you're pro Sage. I'm pro Sage. I saged my apartment last night. You know, it's, oh, it's, cool. it's the the dawn of the age of Aquarius yesterday, so I had to reset the energy. Yeah. Uh, incense. Yep. Did some uh, winter solstice yoga, and yeah. you know, I feel very grounded yeah. right now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Kyrie walking around the Celtics court with Sage was, uh, was like, a, it, it was just manna from sports heaven to me. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've been talking it about, gift. it was, it was such a wonderful <laughs> gift from Kyrie. I've been talking about the Falcons and Chargers staging their facilities for how long now, Donnie? Uh, I would say a couple of years. Forever. At least. Forever. Yeah. I've been, I've been yeah. saying this. They don't listen. And here comes Kyrie. Uh, fresh off of a calling all the media pawns. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's so good. It's amazing. Um, I just think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a season full of headlines for the Mets. And listen, that does not necessarily mean that they're going to win a championship because, as we know, noisy teams generally don't win championships. Makes but it's a little bit tougher. I am a fan of KD. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the game. I think when Kyrie yeah. is playing at his height, he is one of the best players in the NBA. We haven't seen that in a while. So I, I'm just, I'm excited to watch them and see what they are. And I just think regardless, it's going to be a really, really fun season. Yeah. Can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> Always. Hey T, Merry Christmas. You look very festive. You look like you're going to a fancy holiday party. Thanks, Joy. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I feel like we're definitely like coordinated with the green and the red. We, we look like a wreath of <laughs> yes. ornaments. It's so yes. different. It's so crazy to think like a year ago I was looking at um because I was post like looking to post some of our old Christmas promos. Uh and it's just crazy to think like a year ago we were bopping around in that room. Uh in a bunny suit, in a uh, lamp costume, and now here we are on, on Skype. I haven't physically seen you. Well, we saw each other over the summer, but, like, I haven't seen you at work since when? March? Since March, yes. That's crazy! No, we're coming up on a year! <laughs> That's insane. This year just well, flew by. We're healthy, <laughs> and we're here, so... Let's do it. Let's do the culture report. Um, what do we have first? The trailer for Coming to America dropped. So Prince Akeem is back and he has a long lost son. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> but I just can't believe it's been 32 years. As I'm like watching the trailer, I'm looking at Wesley Snipes, Arsenio Hall, Eddie Murphy, and Cherie uh, Headley. And I'm like, yo, black don't crack. I'm like, they look good. So I'm super excited for it. I thought we were going to get like an early Christmas present and it would just drop within the next couple of days. But March March 5th isn't too far away. So I can't wait to see it. What about you? Yes, I am so excited. I saw the trailer. 
I am a little bit confused about the son. Uh, what part of the movie did he creep off with somebody? Um, okay, so I thought that Akeem was like not trying to spread his royal oats, and he, you know, he's only kicking it with Lisa, Lisa McDowell. Now he's out here with this illegitimate child he hasn't been supporting all this time. I feel like I have a hunch, though. I have a hunch. Mm, you know, it's 2020. We're trying to do better. So, you know, as, as the, the king is dying, he's saying, like, he has to be the heir to the throne, has to be a son, right? So I think they already have a child, and it's his daughter. It's a daughter, and he goes back to America to find his long lost son, but he doesn't really have one. You know what I'm saying? I think that could be it. And then he changed, you know, he changes the role, uh, you know, like Aladdin, and all of a sudden, you know, Jasmine can be the Sultan, you know. So like his daughter can then rule uh Zamunda. It's very choppy, that's a, but that's my that's my theory right now. It's my working theory. That's actually a really good theory. I actually would be here for that. I think it's, it's a little twist. Yeah, yeah, it's a big twist. Like, I didn't know that Akeem was out here in these streets, though. I'm upset. All this time, we thought he was just a nice, nice little prince chasing after Lisa McDowell. But I'm very excited. I cannot wait. Coming to America is one of my favorite movies. I watch it every time it's on. I could probably quote the entire thing. And it looks, it looks legitimately funny. And you know, sometimes sequels just like, I don't know. But they waited so long to do it. So much of the original cast is in it. It looks like they brought in a lot of new fun characters as well. Tiana Taylor's in it. I'm just very excited. I can't, I cannot wait to see it. Uh, it looks excellent. It does. And and funny. It looks so funny. Yes. <laughs> so E40 and Too Short. Joy, I told you they weren't going to come to play. Uh, it was an entire party on Saturday. They were going for almost three hours, dropping hit after hit. Joy, this literally took me back to junior high and high school mom forgive me um but it reminded me of like house parties with the disco lights like all that the sock hop like when mr fab came out it was just a whole like i just i had to like i feel like they like i had to gather my whole life for this like it was just incredible and it was just a reminder how e40 and too short have paved the way for so many rappers and how so many rappers and people like really like rock with the bay area so i loved it again bias but as I said last week, like the Bay one, so. <laughs> I loved it. Now I did not grow up with that much Bay Area music in Pittsburgh, um, but I do like look. Too short and Evordy are international talents, so obviously I've heard their music growing up. But you know, it is just such a unique flavor, and I I loved it. And there was so much Uncle Wisdom. So much OG wisdom. <laughs> they were talking through the whole thing, <laughs> telling all these stories. I, I, I'm such a big fan of Versus. I think it's such a great way for everyone to like connect and escape a little bit, go back in time, kind of reminisce. And again, I keep saying, I really hope they turn these into actual concert series when we can all get back to going to concerts, not just certain cities. No shade, but y'all, we are in a pandemic. Um, Yes, I can't. I loved it. I thought it was great, and I loved all the memes too. Cause you know, Bay Area folk are very particular. Y'all are y'all like each other, and then you got you got to feel out everybody else. Like, and then if you get if you're if you're like approved, then you're kind of accepted by the rest of like not even just Bay Area. Like all North Cali is like a specific. Like y'all have very specific like real one qualifications for <laughs> rock. 
<laughs> if you get approved, you're good. Like, I was like, oh, you mess with them? Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Stay online. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I didn't realize this, but like, Detroit, like, well, E40 would say how Detroit and Bay Area rappers are like cousins. And I can see that. I didn't realize how many Detroit rappers sound like they're from the Bay. So, yeah. Although we're, and we're, Detroit you know. is like, they're kind of similar with the cards and your Bay Area, like the, the cars. It's a, it was a good time. I mean, I knew it would be, but it was a good, it was a good time. It was nasty. I'm like, oh, sorry, I ain't all, you know. You know, I Girl. thought we were, I thought we were nasty. Oh no, no, Girl, they're a whole they're other love. But I'm like, if y'all know about the hypey movement, you do now. So, <laughs> no, it was great. Well, Merry Christmas if I don't see you. Uh, you know, maybe take some 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 fake holiday uh, shots today. It could be like Ooh. your Christmas card. I've been wondering if I do like a, a, a single no pets Christmas card in my house, um, digital Christmas card for everybody. But I, I feel like I, I was needing too much. I should, huh? Got my little tripod, get some cute shots yeah, in. Yeah, get some, get, some, get some cute pictures in. Why not? You know, we yeah. just stuck in the house. Ain't nowhere to go. <laughs> right, I love nowhere. People, people hit me up like, oh, you all good out in Cali? I'm like, we go home. We go to work at home. We go to right. home. Occasionally yeah. go to the grocery store if uh, the Instacart um, delivery people are booked up. That's about it. So that is about it. But everybody <laughs> else is like open. My cousin in Atlanta was like, "Yeah, we open out here." I'm like, "I don't know about that life. Like outside, like what?" I don't know what outside <laughs> is. I don't. Right. I don't know what outside is. <laughs> I truly do not. But hopefully, we get through this together, healthy and safe. That's all that matters. Um, and uh, as we talked about at the beginning, can't be counting on people in charge. So. We gotta do it ourselves. Um, But Merry Christmas, sis. You're the best. Thanks so much for listening to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Hope you guys have an amazing holiday week. Hope you're safe. Enjoy your families. Merry Christmas. Um, Hope you've had a a great year considering 2020. Uh, We'll get through all this together. Make sure you stay healthy. And follow us on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartMedia app, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to the podcast. You can also follow up Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. Enjoy Taylor Talks on social media. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Oh.